Welcome to Content Inspire, episode 28. Today, I have the badass and the legend, Nabil, <laughs> here with us. And listeners, yo, this guy, his edits for YouTube, photography, you name it, one of the best in the world. So thank, thank you. So much, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for joining us. And um, let's, just, let's just dive right into it. Nabil, awesome. what is your why? Why do you get up in the morning and do the things that you do, the content that you create? To make an impact, really, man. Um, like I've, I've seen firsthand what it can do to people if you contribute to uh, sharing a message. And in my case, visualizing like multiple messages from different people or even my own um, into something that reaches like over the entire like planet and for everyone to watch and to see and to take in. And, you know, I've, I've, I've been able, I've been very privileged to kind of experience, um, you know, firsthand what, how it has helped people through, you know, certain stages in their life and, and all this kind of stuff. And honestly that like, I couldn't ask for, for, for your more beautiful thing. It's, that's why I do what I do. And, and I don't know, it's crazy that, something that you just enjoy doing like in my case doing video um how that can just change someone's life and it's changed my life for sure and i want to make sure that i can do the same for other people wow dude thank you for sharing that with me and the listeners um so everyone at home that's listening just just go after it like straight up yeah. um and so i have to ask like how did you get started on your fitness journey and joining this whole entire world of uh, social media and fitness and working out? Oh, that's, um, that's an interesting one. Basically. So when I was 17, um, I basically have been overweight my entire life. And, um, when I was 17, I no, I, I was 18 when I broke up with my ex-girlfriend and, um, the reason for that was because um, she she cheated on me, but I, I won't get, go into much detail. But basically, that kind of ruined like my my self esteem, the tiny bit that I had left because I was I've always been insecure and always been overweight. So after that, I decided to kind of get into training and and you know for the wrong reasons, really. I wanted to like show her what she what she'd lost, you know what I mean, like all this stuff. Mm -hmm. and, but it was only like it was very quickly after three months of, of getting into fitness that I started to feel so much better. And, you know, I kind of changed why I wanted to do this. I, I was starting to do it for me and not to prove her wrong kind of thing. And um, within no time, in, within six months, I think I lost, I think, roughly like 20 kilos. So I don't know how much that is in pounds, but I think like roughly 40 ish pounds. Mm -hmm. And um, it just went crazy, bro. And, and then as soon as I started to get into this whole fitness thing, I started to like do my research on YouTube and I found this whole fitness community and, you know, I had no idea that that was there. And, um, you know, eventually that kind of tied in with my videography expertise, collaborating with, with other people in the industry, doing their videos and everything just kind of evolved and, it's it's such a cool chain of events and uh i don't know it's, it's brought me some amazing opportunities okay and so talking about self-esteem and confidence um what's the one piece of advice you would give to anyone struggling with their confidence or wanting to do something and thinking they aren't good enough 
the number one thing I would advise people to do is to simply just talk. Um, and, and that might seem like such a simple task and it is really, um, I've even gone through this like this year because it's not been an easy year for, for like for all of us, it's been very difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, and I found myself kind of, you know, turning to be that extreme introverted person and not really talking about my feelings and, um, I've said this like to so many people, but like my, in my case, my own thoughts were like my own worst enemy. And that just kind of, um, translates to me thinking that there's a lot of things that I can't do or like won't be able to do. And, and I remember when I started to be vocal about those feelings and, you know, with someone that I, I deeply trust, only then I start to realize that, you know, life really isn't that bad and there's so much opportunity out there. And, the reason why people might think you're not good enough is not necessarily a bad thing. It's really a good thing because mm -hmm. it, it keeps you on your feet and it, it makes like, it keeps you like able to challenge yourself. And, you know, that's the only person you should ever face is really yourself. And there's no point in, in kind of like, you know, looking at you, like you have to look up to other people. You don't, you can't think like, Oh, I'll never get to that point. Like comparison is, is such a dangerous thing. So the one, key piece of advice is to simply speak to people and only when you're vocal about your feelings you start to realize that you know they are not as bad it keeps you on your feet and you should like transform that into like your own fuel kind of thing does that make sense yeah no that certainly does make sense um so i think when you answer that question it's gonna lead to this one now um is there anyone that motivates you or inspires you with your content creation or your work? Honestly, it's so many people, but I would, I would have to say like, well, obviously there's, there's the people that I work with. There's, you know, mm -hmm. there's Christian, there's Moraine, um, also known as student aesthetics back in the day. And um, so all those people that kind of go against the grain um, and, and do their own thing, they inspired like the living crap out of me. However, but there's also friends closer to home and, you know, my own for years and years that push me to be the person that I am and, and give me the confidence and, and, you know, the space to simply be and do me. And I appreciate that so much that, you know, that kind of keeps me going as well. So it's, it's a combination of family, friends, and ultimately, ultimately the people I work with very closely. Okay. That is so badass. And um, on the real, I know it's going to be an absolutely crazy question, but what has been your favorite shoot for photography or video that you have ever done? My favorite shoot, photography, videography? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That would have to be like, I don't know, man. That's a difficult one. I think it's like a combination of three things because it's so hard to pick out of these three. It's the the first it's the first time me and Marine started to work together which opened like so many doors for me mm -hmm. then there is my first ever trip abroad which is before this whole social media thing happened which was to south africa and south africa holds a very special place in my heart because of it um but that really gave me like that made me realize that you know the world we live in is such a beautiful place and you know we cannot take it for granted kind of thing and number three would have to be 
the Alphalete World Tour, um, where we traveled with the Alphalete team to six countries um, within Europe, North America. It, uh, that was just being able to see and, and speak to so many people and hear their stories. That is such a memorable thing. So it has to be a combination of those three. Okay. That's so sick. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so how did the relationship between you and Alphalete start? It started when um, Marijn, um and me started to work together. And um, we went on a trip for 30 days. And uh, at the end of that trip, we well, Marijn got sponsored by Alphalete. He, well, he got offered a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he took it. And two weeks later, um, he decided to visit Christian, um, you know, to kind of get to know him and get to know the people over there in Houston. And he decided to, I'm very grateful for this, he decided to take me along for the trip to shoot some videos. And uh, that's where I met Christian for the first time and kind of got a look and feel of Alphalete and like what it like essentially is and who the people are behind it. And um from there, it, it went very quick. Um, I got a taste of, of, of the brand, and ultimately, I, I remember leaving, and I was like, I don't really want to go home. You know, I, I, I felt such a, a strong connection with the brand, and I really wanted to be a part of it. And two weeks after we went to Houston, um, I got a text from Christian asking if I could help out um, to film some, some, some shredding stuff in 2017, I believe it was. And it just all kind of evolved from there. Okay. And um, so basically, actually, let me plug your code, code Nabil at Alphalete, <laughs> if you want to support Nabil. So <laughs> definitely do that. Um, but when when you were filming all the summer shredding content with Christian and you were dropping daily YouTube videos or an insane amount of YouTube episodes a week, how much coffee or energy drinks were you having, dude? <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, this is a bad question, bro. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. But I remember like seeing those episodes drop on a daily basis. And I'm just there like, how the fuck are they doing this? <laughs> this is insane. Oh, I'm such a bad role model for this. I had, bro, I remember this one night. I like, It's very common to pull all-nighters in, in, during the summer shredding months. Mm-hmm. And typically, like... If I could stick to four energy drinks, like to keep me awake all night, that would be a good night. But there have been nights where I would wake up. Well, I wouldn't wake up. I would, well, people would wake up, and uh, they would look at the table I was editing on, and there would be like eight, nine, ten cans of of, of energy drinks. Oh, you know? crap. and then you have to keep going for the rest of the day. So then I would have a coffee. It, it's it was horrible, and I I had severe arrhythmia. I, <laughs> but um i think i i've cut down a lot by now obviously okay. year, so so i think my tolerance is kind of like back to where it should be but then ultimately if if the world starts to open up again that tolerance is going to be absolutely screwed again i think well um i'm i'm in shock <laughs> i'm in shock but that's fine um I'm still, moving I'm still on here. all good <laughs> Oof. Um, so fans within the fitness and sports nutrition communities know you for your incredible edits, photography, all that fun stuff. But what other projects have you been involved in that deserve 
just as much attention because I remember one of your uh, one of your edits you had Summer McKean and Dylan Jordan who have their own show on Snapchat so it's kind of yeah. like two completely different spectrums from like they're so far away from the fitness and sports nutrition world so I'm like what other projects do you have currently currently not that many um, but I would mm-hmm. say like uh, working with Dylan and Summer that was an amazing thing because it was such a different niche kind of um, totally different world on on the YouTube scene and uh, very interesting to kind of experience that side of, of social media because because all I know from from social media really is just to be the content guy behind some of these fitness people um, so that was really cool and ultimately like as far as projects right now this year kind of um, it was a very tough year because I've, I've basically been not stuck because um, I, I just think that's a strong word, but I simply haven't been able to move around as much because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so this year there's really not that much going on. Um, I've been doing a lot of corporate work here in the Netherlands, which is where I live. And uh, to kind of obviously, you know, you got to pay the bills and, and you got yeah, you know, to live, but um Recently, I started to collaborate again with Marine uh, for his channel, and um, so that's what's happening now. We've got a first trip planned next week, and uh, I'm so excited, man! It's it's gonna be feel so good because I remember like in the peak, I used to hop on a plane every week, like to a different place, and and this year I'd, I haven't seen an airport once in the last like ten months, eleven months, and uh, so that's been very difficult, but. Um, I, I'm just so excited to get out there, man, and start doing some, some cool things. Well, you know what? I'm going to be super excited for when that content gets released. So I'll certainly be uh, watching for that. Right. And so talking about paying the bills and so on and so forth, what do you think about people who approach like photographers or content creators and wanting to pay them in exposure? <sighs> oh, this is a controversial question. <laughs> Oh, I know, right? I know. There is absolutely nothing wrong with uh, payment and exposure. However, it, I do believe that you know there are boundaries, and uh, for people that want to get into photography, and it's very tough because there's no like set guideline that you can or have to follow in regards to payment. But if you're starting out, mm-hmm. I think you have to accept that you know exposure is going to be not a bad thing really if, if anything it's it's a lot of help because if you think about it and when i started creating content with Marian, even though he wanted to pay me i just never really accepted his money because it just kind of felt wrong but in, in exchange you know he was like well then we're going on this trip and you know all expenses will be covered by me and that was kind of like as a way to pay me back because i i literally wouldn't even give him my bank details and exposure kind of like naturally came out of that and that has led to all these other amazing opportunities and so exposure is not a bad thing i do believe that you know you are allowed to say no to a job if you feel like payment is is like more than than like it should be paid and you know if you think there should be a budget for it and and there's not then you're allowed to say no if you see that there's a future you know, opportunity in it. Maybe you can get some more jobs out of it from like a different person or a different company. I would say you have to keep in mind that it's all about having a long-term vision. And even me, I still do projects for exposure. 
you know, and, and, and in a year like 2020, I would say exposure is going to be your biggest thing. Cause if you don't move forward and I've seen this firsthand, like if you just speak statistics mm-hmm. in 2020, I've lost about 20 plus thousand followers on Instagram simply because I haven't, I haven't done anything. I haven't moved on. I haven't, I haven't, you know, I've been doing some corporate stuff and, and that's some like that stuff that I don't really post and I haven't really been involved in like with the whole social media thing. Ultimately you're going to lose, you know, and the people are going to lose interest in what you're doing. And you know, if that's, for, it's not for me, but let's say those people are what I need to make a living. And then ultimately exposure is the one thing you need. And, you know, if you want to be seen, then there's nothing wrong with it, but you got to know your worth. You got to know your place and um, just know that you're also allowed to say no, but I'm a very much a long-term vision guy. And I, I live in a moment, but if I think that, you know, someone doesn't have the budget or the money or, you know, they're they're They need content for something that they're planning to be this massive thing. And if I see an opportunity within that, then ultimately I'm going to say yes. And, you know, we're going to do it together and it's always a team effort. So it's, it's not a bad thing. Absolutely not. But you are allowed to, to say no to exposure because, you know, if you feel like it, it's, it's worth money, then go for it. Well, my dude, thank you so much for answering that. And everyone at home, you literally heard it. <laughs> like, know your value, know your worth. And if you see the potential in it in the long term for your long term yeah. vision, um, go after it. But if not, you're allowed to say no, guys. Yeah. Um, boom. So next question. How crazy does Yacht Week in Croatia? <laughs> oh, dude. I still talk about this week. It's uh, that was in 2018 that I went. Uh, yep. I, I I I like to tell people that you know if I if there's partying involved and all this stuff, I don't really get hangovers. But that week, I I actually had to recover for a slot two to three weeks afterwards because it was just it was the the craziest thing I've ever done, like for sure. Oh, that was really cool. That was, yeah, I recommend, I can recommend it to anyone who wants to do it or you have plans to do it. Please just go ahead and do it. Get some people together. Just absolutely go. Cause, oh man, that was, that was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Sweet. So, um, you guys heard it here. Yacht week in Croatia, hands down. Please do it. And, And the funny thing is, bro, like there was so many, there was so many Americans that joined us this week. Um, because apparently it's such a popular thing in, in the U S and uh, I remember like there were a lot of subscribers from Christian's channel as well. So it just turned into this, no it turned way. into this absolute like chaotic week of just doing shots and, and just, I don't know, bro. It was like partying every day on a, on a, on a yacht, you know, 20 yachts all like sailing in regatta style from location to location and, and just, you know, not a worry, not not a single worry about whatever. It was just, yeah, that's it's it's really something that I I could use right now. Boom! So you're definitely gonna make me look forward to that in like 2021 or 2022. It, so, when the dude, when the world is all good again, where is the one place you want to travel to? No restrictions at all for work or for fun. No restrictions at all. I would love to to see the squad in Houston um it's been too mm-hmm. long and um 
yeah, I just really want to do that. But I, if I could plan a trip, man, I would go Houston, I would go California, I would go to Canada, um, and then I would go to go back to Bali for a bit because uh, that's always a good place for I don't know for just to relax and to explore and you know for its beautiful nature and all this kind of stuff. So. But I, I think Houston's got to be up there, man. Like, it's just been a, a long time, and I, I love the atmosphere over there. Okay. And I have seen your edits of the places that you've traveled to, Croatia, um, Bali, um, all that. Like, how how much do you enjoy doing those edits regarding nature and the places that you visit? How much do I love them? I, I think it's... Well, it's, it's got to be equal. It's just a completely different style. Um, but I love that you can kind of go out there and, you know, all, you know with your, just your camera, you go out there, you explore, and, you know, everything you see, you, you just kind of capture, and it turns into this, like, kind of flick book of, of sick memories, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I love doing that stuff. Ultimately, it's a lot harder... I think personally, if, if for me, if I if I go to Bali and I'm out there shooting my own content, it's a lot harder for me to kind of turn it into an actual story as opposed to following someone around and doing their vlogs for, for like a day, two days, whatever. Um, a vlog kind of makes its own story and, and you're just kind of piecing it together. But when you're out there like on your own, that's a completely different challenge, but just as much fun, if not more fun, really. Um, cause it really kind of pushes you to think outside the box and, and, you know, create something that's amazing. Okay. I, I think I remember one time that you were on an IG live and a lot of people were asking you questions. There was one question that's like really coming into mind right now that whenever you hear music, like a badass yeah. song, right. And nor some videographers content creators they'll hear a song and then they'll start building a video yeah. around it right but sometimes your work production doesn't allow you to because you're you're so busy editing you can't um but do, when you hear a song do you like automatically just think like you know what maybe i can make a badass yeah all the time all the time there's not a single like every single tune even if i hear someone's iphone like ringing because someone's calling them or like every single sound i think in video i think in content i think i could do something to this or i could do something to that and i think that ultimately helps because um especially if you're doing high output videos on for youtube let's say summer shredding you know you don't have a lot of time to think or make decisions and and, and music can easily take like four to eight hours of just contemplating what song you're gonna pick and i'm not even exaggerating that's like music is such a tough thing so to know your styles and genres and know what works and to keep triggering your like your senses when it comes to that every day it, it really helps into like thinking it, like if i'm shooting i ultimately think in what song could work what kind of song or style could work but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the one style i have to go for so when i go back to my editing suite like and I can try out all these different things. And I, I, I listen to the music, play it with the footage playing. Um, like some, like it might be a very surprising combo that turns out to work the best. Um, but every single time I hear something or hear like a tune, I think in, in video, I think in sick edits, you know what I mean? I think in how I could 
like make a sick video to that song all the time, every single song. That is so sick, my guy. Um, so, guys, listeners, I'm definitely going to link everything of Nabil's down below, his IG, um, YouTube videos that he's edited, if you guys want to check that out. Um, definitely support Nabil for any future Alphalete launches <laughs> or anything of the support. Just support good people doing great things out there in the industry. Um, and yeah, so I genuinely appreciate you hopping on, sharing your experience, your story. And thank you so thank much, you, man. man. It's, been an, it's been an absolute pleasure being on here. Thank you. And listeners, till next time. <laughs>